From the nostalgic haze of the 2000s, many films are idealized, their flaws lost to time. In an all-but-forgotten DVD store, two dedicated employees seek truth in these rose-tinted films. They are James and Alex. These are their reviews. Hey, uh, Alex, buddy, it's been, it's been five months. Yeah. Haven't, haven't seen you in a while. I'm still winding, man. Give me a second. I mean, it was only one VCR copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I don't know how it's taken you five months. It's 140 minutes of footage. I have to wind through every single minute. It takes an hour per minute. That's a lot of hours, man. I mean, that is a lot of hours, but how are you doing it to constitute an hour per minute? You haven't done the maths like I have. You're right. I'm sorry to question you, but can I come in? I mean, quarantine's over now. It's been over for a while. You didn't need to hide out in there. Oh. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't really been reading the news lately. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I've just been... I've been trying to look at the footage, actually. I've been trying to look at the VCR footage when I've been winding this tape to see if I can watch the movie in reverse. Now that I think about it, I've probably ruined the uh, the VCR. Man, I really should have thought about this one. Let me just... Oh my god, it's the film, it's everywhere! Yeah, man. Five months, and it's hanging from the rafters like vines! It's a long movie, man. Have you, have you, look, you can see. You can see, look, hey, look up there, look up there. Yeah? The trolls in the dungeon. You remember that part? That's the trolls in the dungeon part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought you ought to know. Man. <laughs> That's a good one. Man, we're back into it. It's like no time's passed at all. I mean, you'd never be able to tell quarantine was over. No one's still come into the store. It's true. And honestly, now that I think about our, our recent broadcasts as well, what's it been? It's just been... It's only been... You know, episode a week. It's been two weeks since our Halloween episode last time, so here we are yet again. Yeah, sure, why not? It's been two weeks, five months, you know, 140 minutes. Whatever whatever time you want to measure it in, it's been that long. All give or take, you know? Man, man, all this talk of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone makes me want to watch the movie, but I think I've ruined it. I think I've buggered it. Not only is it, does this look like a spider web of film... But the VCR is, has been pulled apart and carefully sorted into different sizes of screws and bolts. So I don't know how you're planning to watch this in the first place. Well, I was going to try and set up some sort of scene select, but for VCR, where I can right. you know, just cut and, cut and paste all of the, the footage together. I was, always, I was always a bit peeved that you couldn't do that with VCRs instead of DVDs. They clearly seem like they're the better medium. Honestly, just the, the heft of a, of a big old... You're right. Big old vidya. Man, kids have it easy these days. They really do. So, so selecting what they want to watch back in our day. They have to fight for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't think we're going to be fixing this anytime soon. Well, now I can finally go to the bathroom. Clunk! Ah, uh, well... It's always I'm- good to drop a deuce. Anyway, where's that DVD? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll uh, leave for a second. I'm glad to be out of this conversation. <laughs> um, have fun in here. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll um, I'll clean up after myself.
pretty cool. That's very convenient. Almost too convenient. Are you meaning to tell me there was a bathroom here the whole time? I mean, for a start, yeah, there absolutely was a bathroom here the whole time. Yeah. You, you've got your own employee's bathroom. Since there's two bathrooms and employees and a guest, but we've got no guests. So I've just put Alex on one of the bathroom doors. The old reading bait and switch. I'll, I'll make you've... sure to put a picture next time. I oh, thank you. But you'll never believe this. I think I will. What is it? What have I got in my hand? What's the little surprise I've got for you today? Uh, do you have the PC copy of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone video game? I mean, I absolutely do. It's loaded up on my computer. Oh, we have a... Oh, yeah. We have a computer? Well, it's it's struggling a little bit, but we've got one. Okay, well, thank God. But what just dropped? That's right. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for DVD. And let's just start by saying it's not the Sorcerer's Stone. No. God it's, forbid. It's Philosopher's Stone. Who says that? Is that the US it's, version? It's the US version because they think the US are too stupid to understand what a philosopher is. Okay. And judging by their, you know, the state of their country, I wouldn't say they're entirely wrong. <laughs> so, is that actually, is that the reason why? They just thought, you know what, honestly, the United States, what is a philosopher? It, it, when we, it, it, when we look at, like, yeah, ancient Greece, who are they? Yeah, genuinely, they thought that... A bunch of sorcerers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bunch of fucking Aristotle's wizards. Aristotle's a famous sorcerer. <laughs> Sidekick to King Arthur. God, that'd be way cooler if Greek, if Greek history was just a bunch of sorcerers <laughs> flinging spells at each other. Sweet wizards. Oh, God. man. I don't even want to watch this movie anymore. I just want to go back to uh, ancient Greece. Oh, God. I wish... I wish 300 by Zack Schneider would have just had, you know, lightning and flames instead of just buff dudes hitting each other. That would have been sick. That would have been more historically accurate, apparently. <laughs> anyway, what's, your, what's this uh, What's this crapper watching? Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, the original question. Um, yeah, the, the people marketing in the US just thought philosopher was too unwieldy of a term. Mm. So sorcerer was better because it ties in with, you know, wizards. Magic. So, when was the last time you saw Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? Oh, Harry Potter in general is a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I mean... It's an enterprise. Most most kids remember Harry Potter. Yeah, absolutely. But then, J.K. Rowling is an awful, awful person. She really just had to come along and, and fuck it all up, didn't she? She's yeah. Really, she's really screwed the pooch on this you one. You know, she wrote, she wrote a story about straight white wizards yes. in the 90s. Yes. And then felt guilty about it. So she kept trying to ham-fistedly add things to it that weren't there to begin with. And then, turns out she's a turf and doesn't like trans people. And no one really wants anything to do with her anymore. There's, look, there's, there's just a whole, there's a whole bunch of confusion, honestly. There's a, there's a whole lot of sorcery going on behind the scenes. In that she's trying to rewrite her own story. But also rewrite it with stuff that she clearly doesn't believe. Or appreciate. Yeah, it's... Which is really weird. It's very bizarre. Like, it, it, it doesn't ruin the stories in any way, but mm. it also doesn't improve them. I agree. Like, I, agree. I don't think... It, no one was really too concerned growing up that, you know, the, the inclusivity of the books wasn't particularly high because, you know, we've moved forward since then and we understand that books written then weren't particularly inclusive. Mm. But to go back and it... it, it to ham-fistedly put it in seems a little bit like 
Vir- like virtue signaling like yeah. you don't really care you just want to look better especially via twitter of all things i mean like yeah. if they if for whatever reason if they had like re-releases of the books yeah reprints yeah maybe like i mean even then i think it'd be a little bit strange but i mean the yeah. fact that they were all you know written in less than what 100 and 160 characters is that the is that the character limit on twitter what, I, I don't know 240 yeah to, to uh 720 1080 4k for all oh. 4000 words <laughs> 4K no, baby. It's like those though it's it's you can tell it's it's there's no care for you know what would actually work cuz when um Harry Potter and the Cursed Child came out. Yeah. Number 8. She said, she said that Hermione could be black. Which is fine. Sure. She said Hermione could be black, but she said that she never said that she was white. Yet in the book it says explicitly that she had fair skin. Mm. Now, saying that she can be played by a black woman, totally fine, whatever. Interpretation of different medium, that's whatever. Yeah, especially for a stage production. Yeah, for a stage like, production. I mean, they can do whatever yeah. the hell they want. But to go back and say that I never explicitly said, when she did explicitly say, just shows, you know, she she doesn't care. Like, another example is her in Fantastic Beasts, Nagini the Snake Woman. Nagini, mm. famously, Voldemort's awful horrible snake that kills people um, was a Korean lady mm. called Nagini. And someone asked her on Twitter, how long have you had this plan? And she said, only 20 years. You're a dirty liar, JK. <laughs> you did not when you were writing down, you know, the, the story of Harry Potter on that napkin in a restaurant. Like you've told people, you didn't write little boy wizard that lives under the stairs and the snake is a <laughs> Korean lady. Yeah. <laughs> was the first thing she had actually no i would say she did but in the opposite order oh the first thing she wrote was korean snake lady oh also there's some kid with glasses i can't make a movie solely on a korean lady (laughs) being a snake we need something else oh and here we are what 20 at least from 2001 was when the movie came out so almost 20 years yeah god damn and yeah I, i guess i guess us getting slightly off track from the movie and talking about jk rowling today kind of just encompasses people's general attitude towards harry potter yeah absolutely. it's like you kind of it's there it's part of your life but things today kind of eclipse harry potter way more because i'm gonna be honest here maybe maybe incite some people to violence god mm. knows we could use the customers but <laughs> harry potter was good as like a baby's first like a kid's first reading series yeah when, as an introduction to fantasy yeah. i think it was pretty i thought it was pretty good yeah like i Personally, I read The Hobbit first mm. and then read um, Harry Potter. Um, but then moving forward from those, Harry Potter wasn't particularly well written, um, especially towards the later books. It became very long-winded and clunky. As you can no tell, reason. as you can literally tell by the size of the, the spines. The size of the spines, yeah. Those books are huge. And it's got a lot of nostalgia mm. because it was very magical. It was very amazing. Um, to read as a kid but these days when you look back on it it's kind of like whatever it's it was okay and now that jk turns out to be like a horrible person who doesn't want to give people fundamental human rights that kind of self-propelled nostalgia for the for the series kind of falls flat it starts to peter out a little bit when uh <laughs> the author of a lot of people's childhoods honestly the author of a lot of people's childhoods was a bit of a bit of an asshole yeah. Um, so, so there we are, but anywho, I feel like me personally, you know, me can't read. 
right? Can't read. Barely read the books. I think I, I, I took a took a hot look at him when I was young. There were pictures in some of them. That is true. That is true. The pictures in the front, also pretty cool. Told you everything you needed to know. Yeah. Man, look when you when you've got some scorny scrawny white kid with glasses on the on the front, you know it's gonna be a great book. That's how you know it's gonna be filled with magical adventures. Sold. Intrigue. Yeah. Oh, it, man. It just goes straight into the brain. But for the movies, I thought they were pretty damn good. I thought it was I thought it was all pretty well done. I feel uh, yeah, I feel like they in one of our criticisms that we just said was the books became very big. Yeah. The movies, because they don't have the luxury of that, cut a lot of the fat out. And honestly, you can't really notice a lot of the fat being cut. Yeah. I think it all I think it all works pretty well. There were a couple of parts where a lot of diehard fans of Harry Potter were like, Man, why did they leave out the freaking uh bath scene with harry and you're like well okay look you was a kid we don't have to watch daniel radcliffe in a bath that's a bit weird and god a lot of a lot of like strange extraneous scenes got cut out which honestly i'm all for but i think in this movie at least because of the fact that the, the first book wasn't even that long i don't really think they cut that much no chris columbus the director as well was a very it, it's it's weird because he's, he's he's an old white dude um yep. but you know, had was fresh off the backs of movies like Home Alone. Mm. He had a big, yeah, Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire, I think, as well. Yeah, he, he, had, had, he had a really, really big influence in kind of a lot of family movies. Yeah, a lot of the, family movies. And these definitely, the first two definitely have a very different feel to the rest of them. And I think that, in general, is with the books as well. So I think the the kind of way these are constructed definitely feels way more like uh, an individual family movie mm. than the later ones, which are part of a series. Yeah, no, absolutely. As far as I can recall. Because he, he specifically did the first two? Yeah, first two. Okay. Chamber of Secrets and Philosopher's Stone. Um, and also, those first two also had um, the different Dumbledore. That wasn't Michael Gambon. That's true. It I was, can't uh, remember his name. Uh, old Man. I think it was Richard something. Richard Oldman. Which, as a fun fact, they asked Ian McKellen to be Dumbledore, mm. but he refused because the man who played uh, Dumbledore in the first two was a homophobe and didn't want anyone gay to play Dumbledore after him. Interesting, man! What a god! What a, what a what a turn of events! I would have thought. I mean, he would have he would have completely oversaturated the market, or would have completely monopolized the market of old white wizards. I mean, yeah, it would have been like the the whole rodeo he would have had the gambit yeah what freaking gandalf dumbledore what's he what's he going to take next the next the tv show merlin where it's like the really really young king and young merlin no nah, it's, it's uh, ian it's, mckellen it's the young alpha and ian <laughs> mckellen god what else what else could he what what else do you reckon ian well, mckellen could get his grubby hands on it, that would work actually because famously merlin in the original myth ages backwards ah so it, it would work ian mckellen where are you buddy Give we've, us a call. We've we've got a job for you. We've got a job. We've got we've got a project. But oh, man. I think enough about Harry Potter for now. Yeah. I mean, we've got seven more of these potentially in the future to discuss all our feelings on Harry Potter. Oh god. But for now, why don't we slap this DVD in and have a little gander? Remind ourselves about the trolls in the dungeons. Are you sure you don't want me to try to finagle this VCR? That's just like one two hundredth of the VCR. I don't think you're going to be putting it together anytime soon. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's crack on. 
Whew. Man, you know what? That movie is a long movie. I mean, honestly, we did have to pause a fair few times throughout the movie, but it's now actually daylight outside. It's been almost 12 hours. Actually, has it? It's been... No, it's been 14 hours since we started that movie. And That's ridiculous. The movie's only 2 hours and 20 minutes, so... Yeah. But it feels like an eternity. My God. And I think that's probably from us knowing the beats. Yeah. But, man, it's... You know the beats, and you know how quickly they come. But then each beat, in and of itself, takes forever to get through. You don't realise how long they take until you actually... Keep pausing and think to yourself, man, is that the time already? I've skipped three birthdays. Oh, God. Okay. My children, they're going to kill me. <laughs> I didn't children, even think I had children. They're dead. <laughs> oh. Yeah, wow. It really it really starts to drag on. I, I wasn't sure whether or not we were watching Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or freaking Interstellar. Yeah. Or passing through some event horizon, honestly. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, as per usual, we're going to talk about characters in this part and then plot in the next part but due to the fact this is one of those films that pretty much everyone's seen i think we're just going to go a little more scattershot broad and talk about the bits you know we want to hone in on and uh, the characters we want to you know pick apart mm. and speaking of the very very first thing that i wanted to try and pick apart or a peeve if you will right where oh. was he oh where was he peeves I, I mean, hope that I hope that really peaks my microphone when I just say peeves. God, peeves. That annoys me. That that really annoyed me. That was that was weird. The fact that he didn't show up. Rick Mayall was supposed to play peeves. Well, he didn't. But they cut him out of the movie because of it was too long. Ah. Uh. I mean, I agree with them. It was too long. But you know, you probably could have put peeves in there. Do you think Chris Columbus checked the the runtime? Looks down and sees 140 minutes, and he just goes. Well, there's not a two in there, so people won't think it's two hours long. Yeah. And then and then eventually someone comes up and says, Chris, Chris, two means that the movie is more than three <laughs> hours long. And he's like, what do you mean? I did Home Alone. And then he kind of just <laughs> runs away holding the script. And and no one could catch him. But unfortunately, he dropped the pages with Rick Mayall on them. Yeah, so, he, he dropped Rick the was sitting off to the side. Like, well, I guess this is the only thing we can take <laughs> out. Yeah, Rick was sitting off to the side in his little actor's chair, ready to go as peeves. Oh, and boy. Then, <laughs> And then he was never called upon for like months of shooting. Some say he's still there to this day. <laughs> he's also dead. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happens when you wait for Christopher Columbus for too long. Oh my God. But I actually, I really am confused as to how a movie that lasted two and a half hours, which is like pretty long by modern standards. Yeah. How a movie that lasted two and a half hours, my like three-year-old self, I think, would have been like, yeah, three, four years yeah. old when it came out. I don't know how I even managed to sit down long enough to actually watch that movie. Well, I guess it's just a testament to the kind of like magic of the film in general. Yeah. Because while the beat's gone for way too long sometimes, the music and the setting are done perfectly. That encapsulates the kind of wonderment of being a wizard. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's these first two films, uh, Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, are very much in the tradition of those British boarding school fantasy books mm. rather than the epic magical war it eventually became so so the first two films especially as well feel a lot more whimsical than you know prisoner of azkaban where suddenly everything gets really dark and angsty yeah british uh british boarding school like the great movie uh wild child i think definitely 
stole a couple of you know bits and bobs from Harry Potter. Surely, Harry I mean, Potter was, I guess, the first. Yeah. Ever, it's it dates back to prehistory. Yeah, exactly. I I, I didn't even think that two thousand and one existed in the timeline, but yeah, here we are. My God. But actually, you look. You said earlier as well about the the magic in the film. Obviously, it's a you know it's a freaking it's a movie about wizards. Like, and it does it doesn't take a genius to say yeah, that. Obviously, I, I think but, I know where you're going with this. But we we're gonna slide straight into the characters, right? Harry Potter, the main character. Yeah. Does he actually use magic? I don't think he uses magic once in the film. The only time magic is used in any sort of way from his perspective is when he makes the glass disappear. At the beginning of the film? Yeah, at the zoo with the snake. Otherwise, he's not doing anything. Like, he doesn't cast Alohomora. No. He doesn't cast Wingardium Leviosa. No. That's Ron. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's Hermione. It's Hermione, that's Ron. It's, it's everyone else except him. He just kind of wanders around like a baboon. Yeah. Just stumbling into things. Which makes the line at the end where Hermione's just like, Me? A great wizard? Because I know book learning and spells? No, there's more to being a wizard, like bravery. And it's like, he's done nothing all film. He's just sat there like a moron. She's got a good point that, you know, bravery can probably go a long way in the dangerous world of wizardry. But if you don't know a spell, that's also a pretty big red flag. There's no proof that Harry has learned anything (laughs) over the course of this film. He doesn't say any spells. I I genuinely don't think he does. I mean, look, he... He tests him. I think he, he says, says Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. But he doesn't make the feather go up. I would love to see... Uh, and we were actually talking about this um, when we were watching the movie. I would really, really love to see a cut of the movie where they remove any mention or even any inkling of the idea that Harry was actually a wizard. But he still managed to get dragged along as a muggle. Yeah. You're into a muggle, Harry. <laughs> muggle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that'd be really fascinating because I don't think it'd be that hard. I, I don't mean, think it you'd actually be, cut that much I don't think you'd have out. to change much at all. Yeah. I mean, you could you could say that Harry calling his broom to his hand is magic, but it's not... It, that's the, I'd put that in the same category as the glass disappearing. It's I'd just going that, up. Yeah, I think I'd put that in the same category as just like magnets. Yeah. Honestly, maybe maybe Harry's a bit I of mean, a science, science whiz. Yeah. It's like in Jumanji when they throw the pieces down on the board and the, the pieces go bling. And stick right up, and they go ah. probably magnets. Interesting. I mean, if it was done today, it would be it probably microchips in his hand, bringing it up. But <laughs> probably quantum fields. So what a character? What that's a Harry, freaking... pretty yeah. much. He's there. He's he's our POV character, as you as you all know, like yeah. little little boy wizard that lives under the stairs. He's the window in. But he, there's nothing to him, especially in this film. And Daniel Radcliffe definitely grew to be a better actor, but here I think he's the weakest part of this film yeah that's not it's not like a huge slight against him but no. i mean his castmates especially for being children like a lot like the vast majority of his castmates pretty damn good let's let's just go straight into his castmates yeah. his direct castmates rupert grint and emma watson yeah especially as you know 11 year old kids pretty fantastic I'd i have agree to say rupert grint great at being ron the youngest son um slightly goofy best friend Mm. Fantastic lines delivered perfectly. Facial expressions on point is what yeah. I have to say. That's, that's what he delivers. And he brought the ginger hair as well. Oh, absolutely. He he brought it, and everyone ate it up. Yeah, it's kind of weird actually. <laughs> that you know you know I can realize now that we could probably cut out the thirty minute long scene of them slowly eating Rupert Grint's hair. Yeah, they were just kind of sat around. It was like a little it was like a little share bowl, you know, at a 
out of wild wings, you know? They're just like, they're picking away. But instead of those, those sweet, sweet buffalo wings, it's just ginger hair. Yeah, and it was... I thought it was really weird the way that, like, like in uh, Lady and the Tramp, they put the <laughs> Rupert Grint's hair in their mouth and <laughs> slowly kissed. Yeah, but we digress. Man. And then, obviously, the next one, Hermione. Hermoyne. Emma Watson. Her, yeah, that's the one. She was she was also very good. She uh, Yeah, I think she was the best child actor, just because she does insufferable know-it-all mm. very well. Oh, for sure, for sure. Nearly headless? How can you be nearly headless? And then he pulls off his head, almost, or nearly, as it were, and then she's like, <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. Ooh. That's a big old, big old cringe on her part. Yeah. God. But, but no, she does that so well. She does that incredibly well. Yeah, although, you know, she's she's the best at magic, and at the end, she's talking about how Harry's the greatest wizard, and like, no, you're clearly the better wizard. Back yourself. Like you're own. You're, you're in Gryffindor for a reason. Mm. You've you've been pretty brave. Harry's done nothing. Would actually look just to quickly circle back as well. Would Harry touching Quirrell at the very very end? No, and burning that doesn't count as no, magic. No, because does that's it? not him. That, that's love. This is what I was going to bring out. Harry Potter throughout this entire film, his special thing isn't even his. He doesn't he he doesn't have the power within him. He wasn't like gifted power or anything. No. He's just got a charm by his mother mm. that protects him. So here at the end, when when it's just him for the first time, he's protected by his mum mm. once again, and he has done nothing. Still a mummy's boy. Eleven years on, little mummy's boy, little 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 mummy's boy, little boo boo mummy's piss baby boy. What a, that's how sad how sad how, how sad how fucking embarrassing how silly do you have to be that that's gonna be your only claim Defense. to fame in that yeah. entire year was the fact that he burnt and killed actually might we add he killed a man exactly okay that reminds me Harry kills a man yeah in, like, in cold blood it, like he's, he's, he's defending himself but it's still like and then he goes on though it's horrific it's yeah. horrific. He knows that Quirrell's hand is crumbling, so he's not like, okay, let's let's stop Quirrell by taking out both his hands and his legs, cripple him for life. No, he goes, here's what I need to go, right for his face and turn him to stone and ash. Thanos would be proud. He would be proud. Man, Thanos Look, is like... Ruthless. My God, right for and the you head. Know, and he has, suffers no consequences. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... It doesn't take a toll on him mentally. He just wakes up and Dumbledore's like, oh, Bertie Bot's every flavour beans. <laughs> And he's like, ha ha, oh, Dumbledore, you card. Yeah, and then it just moves on. It's like, man. He walked into that quarrel fight with no preparation. We don't know if he knows any spells. I don't even think he had his wand. That's also another Did thing. We he, never s- had, he never had his wand out, I don't think. He, you know, oh, he did have the wand when he stuck it up the troll's nose. That's true. And he didn't even use a spell there. He but, used it as a blunt object. Yeah, enough of a Harry, though. Oh, my God. And I mean, I know, I know the movie's supposed to be about him, but my God, he makes me angry. He does make me angry because he does nothing. All right. Well, I mean, look, I reckon we've got we've got those we've got that main trio. I, th- I think, like chronologically speaking, I definitely want to talk about the Dursleys. The Dursleys, I think, are the greatest actors in this film. Yeah. Apart from Alan Rickman, who's fantastic, obviously. Yeah. yeah and everyone sure. thinks so. Here's what we were saying while watching the film: the first twenty minutes of this film are infinitely more quotable. Than the rest of the film put together. Yeah, the, the rest bec- of the two hours. Yeah, solely because of Vernon Dursley. That's so true. I'm warning you now, boy. Any funny business, and there'll be no meals for a week. It's just his delivery is perfect. It's amazing. 
God. I, I think, honestly, the, the one that sticks with me the most is whenever he's setting up the mailbox to just be completely blocked up and then eventually they, everything starts erupting through the, uh, through the fireplace and then through the mailbox and through every single orifice of the house. And then he's just like, he's running through, Dursley's coming through. And then Harry's like, oh shit, I got a letter. That's, that's awesome. And he's just like, give me that letter. Give me that letter. We're <laughs> just, going away. And no one will find us. And then immediately cuts to them just literally in the On middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Like an, an incredibly raging storm as well. It was, yeah. He, him and, I can't remember the actor's name or the actress's name that plays uh, Petunia. But they're mm. both fantastic. Even though Petunia has very few lines. They're both wonderful at playing those awful people um, that you you immediately hate them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, like, Vernon's just, like, a horrible man. Then Petunia is just, like, a seething, like, jealous, jealous sister. Yeah. Which, like, she completely ramps up as well. Like, when you actually find out that Harry's mum was the magic one. Or, like, Harry's mum had magic. Yeah. Um, And then Dudley is just, oh, he's a prick. Dudley he's is such a, a he's such a he's such a prick. You I love all, it though. You all knew a kid in primary school that was so stuck up. Thirty six. Last year I had thirty seven. Well, some of them were quite a bit bigger than last year. <laughs> I don't care how big they are. Yeah, as you can see, the, the the first part of the film just has such great lines because they're so ridiculous. Yeah, let's just quote the entire twenty first twenty minutes of the movie right here, right now in <laughs> fast fast speed mode. I don't know the words. No, <laughs> how does it um, start? Uh, oh, I think, the first, I think the first word is I thought I'd find you here, Professor McGonagall. Oh yeah, true. Wait, yeah, that part doesn't count. It's only it's only the part when Harry's awake. Wake up, guys! <laughs> we're going to the zoo. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love Dudley. Moving forward. What a prick. Hagrid. Yeah. This movie couldn't happen without Hagrid. Hagrid is literally a plot device. To, he is. I love Hagrid. Apart from the actor Robbie Coltrane supporting J.K. Rowling's. Tweets. Outbursts. Outbursts, which is disappointing. Mm. But in the context of the film, I love Hagrid. He's, he's wonderful. He's very... He, he definitely a you know, father figure for Harry in some aspects. Or a friend figure. Mm. Definitely a friend figure for Harry that he's never had before. He's the most lovable plot he's device, most, I think, yeah. that's out there. But he definitely is just a plot device. Yeah. If the kids need something done, they'll talk to him. And then he'll be like, And he'll Whoops. slip up. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. And that's like how the film happens. It happens like yeah. three times in the film because otherwise things couldn't go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, that, that that actually, that started to irk me a little bit. I mean, they kept duping Hagrid. Surely he'd get pulled up by the staff. Be like, are you telling kids about how to get past the three-headed dog in, on the third floor? And he's just like, uh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, oh, I, mean, I yes. shouldn't have said I mean, that. Yeah. I should not have said that. <laughs> And then he just kind of walks off, just having his own fun. Um, oh man, no, that's it's very true though. I, I honestly thought though that like he was a pretty poor insight into the wizarding world though. Like, I mean, he kind of shows up, you know, and then he's like, "Oh, come here to Diagon Alley," and then he's constantly playing that game of like, "Oh, hey, God, we got to worry about he who must not be named," and then talking to us someone who literally has nothing to do with the wizarding world to Harry and be like. And Harry's like, oh, who's that? And he's just like, we can't say his name, Harry. And it gets really, really serious. Yeah, it's like, like, he's like... He didn't know. He says to Harry as well, just like, all but telling Harry that his parents were... They were killed by this guy. Yeah. And he keeps going, so can you tell me about them? And he's like, nope. Thanks, Hagrid. You colossal dick. Yeah, there's there's so much stuff that he just withholds briefly 
and then immediately and then he just falls, gives it up. Yeah, and then he gives it up. Like he, he rolls over pretty easily. Yeah. Um, which I always found to be really weird because I think if anything that we could, if there was anything that we could cut from the movie, it's probably Hagrid consistently doubling back on his own stories and his own everything. That's part of his charm. But boy, does it annoy me. <laughs> like boy, does this film would not function. I don't think it happens as much in the other books and films. It's no. exclusively this film. Yeah. Um, that has him so careless. Yeah. But that's Hagrid. We love him, but we hate him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, let's let's kind of rapid fire these these last few ones because they're not as prominent. Snape, All the side characters, yeah. Snape, fantastic. Alan Rickman, fantastic. You are so convinced through the filmmaking and through his performance that he's the bad guy. Yep. Just because he's just so seething, mm. like his introduction where he slams in saying there will be no foolish wand waving or silly incantations in this class is fantastic. You know everything you need to know about Snape from that line. Because he comes in no nonsense. Mm. Um, he actually rocks monotone as well. Oh, absolutely. He's one of the few people I've seen. And I think I think it's Alan Rickman, definitely more so than Snape as a character. But like his ability to just channel monotone it's and make inflection. it really... Yeah. yeah. I don't know how he does it. I really it's, don't know how he incredible. does it. It's incredible. It's such a talent and such a shame we lost him. Yeah, absolutely. Professor Quirrell doesn't appear that much. Um, is the main bad guy. Mm. However... Turns up, but uh, as a kid, you definitely don't suspect him because he's stuttering. Mm. He's he's harmless, right? Wrong. Wrong. He's got a face on the back of his head. <laughs> that's scary, man. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that's what this. Yeah, that's also what Quirrell sounds like sometimes. I've always thought. Can I just throw this out there? Yes. Voldemort must be supremely uncomfortable with the t- with the turban wrapped around his face like twenty four seven. Do you think he needs to breathe? No, but like, it's still gonna be on his face. Yeah, that is true. Cool. I'm. I've got like everything against my face and it's hot and I'm sweaty and ugh. do you reckon do you reckon Voldemort the face of Voldemort would be a, a no masker a no masker yeah absolutely absolutely, absolutely. I reckon so because yeah. I mean he's like I can't breathe in this thing and then Quirrell's just like come on it's breathable material and he's like no <laughs> no I can't breathe I can't breathe I can't do my shopping at Walmart <laughs> <laughs> Let me out, Quirrell. And he's like, no, you'll be seeing... There's going to be a face on the back of my head. He's like, no, I have my right. It's <laughs> my right as a free wizard. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck Voldemort. Honestly, what... Everyone what hates Voldemort. Yeah. Look, he killed people, sure. But he's also a no-masker. He's also a no-masker. That's bad. That's bad. Other characters... I mean, obviously, the headmaster and the and the vice headmaster? Well, she's sort of a vice headmaster. Like, yeah. essentially. Right. But uh, McGonagall and Dumbledore. Yeah. McGonagall, obviously fantastic. Yeah. Maggie Smith? I think. I believe so, yeah. Almost, yeah, almost certain. Um, does does a great job at being, like, the, the hard, hard-ass head of Gryffindor House. Mm. Um, has the great line in the film where she asks... If uh, she needs to transform Mr. Potter into a pocket watch. Yeah. So they could arrive on time. That's good. That's um, very, very good. Great. Just echoes a t- teacher very well. Who's like being lenient, but also strict at the same time. Mm. Dumbledore... And also threatens to transfigure someone into an inanimate object, exactly. which is kind of scary. Dumbledore, on the other hand, is very interesting because it goes back to what I was saying about these first two films being more whimsical. Yeah. Because they changed the actor because the actor died. Mm. Um. Spoilers. Richard Harris definitely brings a more magical, mysterious energy to the role than Michael Gambon does, which mm. I think fits the kind of tone of the books as it goes along. Not that the change was, you know, deliberate, because 
uh, Richard Harris died. Mm. But still, it definitely works because these first two are definitely more boarding school mysteries and the next three, four, five, and six are definitely more epic wizard war. Yeah, for sure. And the, and the characters definitely reflect it because he's very soft-spoken, very enigmatic and mysterious. And that, that line, which, which I do quote uh, a lot, is at the end when he's saying, oh, in my youth I had a vomit-flavoured bean once, but uh, there's nothing wrong with trying a nice toffee. Alas... Ewax. That line just... He's, he's hes goofy. He's a goofy headmaster. He just floats away. Yeah. Just disappears. Just kind of like... Uh, looks very wizardy as well. Yeah. With the yeah, big for sure. hair. Looks mad wizard. Yeah. <laughs> he looks sick. We're bringing that back. This this film, pretty wizard. Yeah. All right, we're going we're gonna to bring it back or die trying. Is there anyone else you need to mention? Um, I mean, like a couple of the other... The weird sort of side characters. I mean, definitely the, the ones that come to mind. Ollivander as well. John Hurt. A John lot of Hurt. famous British actors in the movie, which kind of slide job. in. I love the way that they designed his shop like a shoe store. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's, um, you know, everyone's got the perfect fit. Everyone's got the perfect fit. Right off the bat, he goes to um, start looking for a one for Harry. Mm. And it's fantastic design, fantastic acting. Uh, Filch. Oh, he's very good. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, you... As a kid, you're terrified of him because he looks terrifying. Mm. He's got, the physical acting is wonderful. All the really close-up shots of his like rotten teeth and yeah, like, and, like really kind his of eyes and yeah, absolutely, it's wonderful. But then, obviously, as the movies go on, he becomes a lot more of a joke because you kind of realize that he is literally just kind of like a groundskeeper of this huge school of magic. Yeah, he's a caretaker. He's powerless. Yeah, for a little kid, he's terrifying. But for older kids, he's just like he's yeah, he's he's, he's kind of disregarded. So I, I think I think his character development definitely worked. Yeah, Mrs. Norris. I mean, she's there. She's a cat. Um, she she's a cat. Um, don't get don't get it twisted. Um, uh, God, who else was there? I mean, all of just like the magical beasts as well. Pretty cool. I thought the like the animations for him pretty cool. Like the three headed dog, freaking. Uh, uh, there was another one. Dragon. Norbert. Dragon. Yeah, Norbert the dragon. Big fan. Don't, don't get it confused with Norbert the Eddie Murphy vehicle. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's also that's that's very important. Yeah, we can't get that mixed up. Also, I guess sort of maybe the, the Oliver no Oliver Wood. I mean, he, I feel like I feel like Quidditch is much more of a, a plot focus. Yeah, we can there's talk a lot of later. side characters introduced in this film that don't really get developed as much. Yeah, until yeah, for like, sure. Definitely like Neville and such. Um, don't get don't get development until later films. Yeah, I think that's I think, I think that's, that's everyone. All. Yeah, I think okay, we'll be back in part two to talk about the. Aspects of the plot we found interesting. Let's slice this bad boy. 